Are you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday? Each week you get to learn something new. You'll listen this week. Medical entomology. The bugs that help us, but also can hurt us. Your teacher is Dr Eliza Middleton, Biodiversity Management Officer at the University of Sydney. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Can you tell us a quick lesson in medical entomology and what we mean by that? Yeah, well, first I would like to really thank my running club, Achilles, uh, who are a running club for vision impaired and people with physical disabilities, who gave me the idea for this topic. So shout out to them. I hope they're happy to hear mm-hmm. that. Uh, but medical entomology or, or public health... And it's good to have uh, good ideas when you're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> running along, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they give me the ideas while I can't breathe. Um, so medical entomology or public health entomology or even veterinary entomology is what it's also called, is an aspect of medicine that focuses on insects and arthropods, so spiders, ticks and, and mites and things, that are impact human health. Uh, so that can be impacting human health either directly by being upon us or within us or from jumping from species, mm-hmm. from animals to, to us. Okay, and so, and so we're going to get to the points where they help us, the use of various insect things in, in curing people, and some of them are medieval, but some of them are still used. But let's start off, start off with the, the bad sign where they hurt us. Uh, I think instantly of intestinal worms. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a, a little bit of a discussion here about Perhaps we're meant to have a small cohort of intestinal worms that are just there and and don't do us any harm, but there are lots of intestinal parasites, hookworms, roundworms, tapeworms, threadworms, uh, and they tend to cause us essentially what is similar to irritable bowel syndrome. People get lots of diarrhea, uh, stomach cramps, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of parents listening who may be familiar with kids and itchy bottoms from um, the worms laying their threadworms laying their their eggs on the outside. Uh, but you know they're not the intestinal worms are not at all one that we want to have. They're an endoparasite. Uh, there are also other worms that we do have that are on on the outside as well. Okay, some of them can be quite serious. There was that case, uh, the parasitic roundworm in the in the brain of that woman the other day. Yeah, that one was, I mean, I feel sorry for the surgeon. I listened to an interview with her of finding this wriggling live thing in a brain when she was expecting uh, just like a, a cyst or something. Um, but that was actually one of those examples of something jumping from a different species to us. So that was a parasitic roundworm that's usually found in pythons. And they think what most likely happened is that the python kind of shed the eggs of that parasite onto some greens and the lady collected the greens, didn't wash them properly, ate the greens, ate the eggs, got the parasite. Got the parasite. Now, the most famous one at the world, the one that's creating headlines at the, at the moment around the world is the bed bugs of Paris, right? This is a part of a group of fleas and ticks and lice and mites and bed bugs that can annoy the hell out of you. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, we have some good ones. I don't know if you remember the eyelash mites that walk across your face to mate over one side and then come back into your eyelashes. They're, they're okay. Um, We've all got those, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Everybody has them all the time. It's fine. Uh, but the, the bed bugs and, and some of these other ectoparasites living on the outside, 
they have adaptations that allow them essentially to access the nutrients within us. So they're able to penetrate our skin. They inject digestive enzymes. So essentially they can just suck deliciousness mm-hmm. from us. Okay, and the trouble is that with that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't begrudge a bed bug a bit of your blood, I suppose, but they can bring, <laughs> all these things can bring diseases, in some cases quite serious diseases. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the biggest reason why they need to be monitored and, and need to be looked out for. So in in that fluid transfer that they can have when they're injecting their digestive enzymes into you, that can transmit diseases like typhus, like the plague and like Lyme disease. Uh, the bed bugs are also suspected to be vectors of hepatitis B, although that's suspected mm-hmm. at this stage. Um, but mostly I think people just get really itchy thinking about them. <laughs> I mean, the most spectacular example, there's a, there's a sort of fun trivia quiz question, isn't there? What's the most, what's the animal that kills the most people? And people always say, oh, it's a lion or it's a python, you know, a terrible snake or something. It's the mosquito really, isn't it? Yeah, the mosquito is responsible for the deaths of millions of people worldwide uh, every year. They transmit diseases like malaria, dengue fever. Uh, They also transmit Japanese encephalitis, which we've had to watch out for in Australia recently. So the the mosquitoes are also one that the... Uh, New South Wales Department of Health actively monitor to see which species are where because certain species transmit certain diseases. Okay, we're in danger of putting everyone off the insect world, <laughs> which is not our aim. We better get on to the things that they do for us. And there are lots of uses of them medically. The, the most obvious one is leeches. Yeah, so the leeches, I think, have been quite a long running practice. Um, they're used for centuries. Their saliva has a cocktail of enzymes in them that prevent blood from clotting and they reduce swelling, which means that when they are on you, you know, that you don't really notice them. And if you let them fill themselves up, they will also then put in an enzyme that does clot your blood because they don't want you to bleed to death. Then you're not a valuable resource anymore. (laughs) Uh, But you can use that in surgeries where you have skin grafts or you have reattachments and they want to get that blood flow moving. If you put a leech on the end of the finger that's been attached, it's going to kind of pull Uh the blood from And and it's a medieval idea, but it's still used, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. And another one, maybe even more shocking, is the use of maggots. Yeah, the maggot one is... Amazing and disgusting at the same time. So maggots are the larvae of uh, blowflies, and when they're sterilised, they can be used for maggot debridement therapy, or MDT. Uh, And this has been used by military surgeons, you know, throughout history from the Civil War, from uh, the American Civil War, Napoleonic Wars, World War I, World War II. Uh, And what they do is essentially they just put the maggots into a wound and the maggots want to eat all of the dead tissue away and they leave the healthy tissue behind. So they use sterilised maggots, they get in there, they promote that wound healing, they prevent infection, but it's pretty disgusting to think about. Okay, and it's still used? It is still used, yes. Okay, Uh, honeybees, how can honeybees be useful in medicine? Honeybees are really cool. So there's something called apotherapy, which is the use of honeybee products, so pollen or honey or uh, propolis, royal jelly, or even bee venom. Uh, One of the major peptides in bee venom uh, has the potential to treat inflammation in people with rheumatoid arthritis or with MS. Uh, It has the... that peptide in it blocks the expression of inflammatory genes, so it reduces swelling and it reduces pain. So there's a lot of potential there and a lot of antimicrobial factors that uh, have been demonstrated widely in bee products as well.
Okay, some of these things, ideas, go back to, uh, you know, the medieval world in the West, but they also go back a huge way, don't they, in, in Chinese medicine in, and in Indian medicine? Yeah, so I, I think that's one of the things that we're finding. It's also very much in Indigenous Australian medicine practices as well, but, you know, in, in Chinese medicine, there's a Chinese black mountain ant that is apparently a cure-all and is widely used, especially by the elderly. Uh, it's believed to prolong life with anti-aging properties. It has the ability to replenish your chi and increase your virility and fertility. Um, recent studies have shown the potential that it could serve as a cancer-fighting agent. And I think what might sell a lot of people on trying it is that it's typically consumed mixed with wine. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, some of them are controversial. I mean, there's, a, there's a tapeworm pill diet on offer, isn't there? Yeah, and this has been around for, you know, over a hundred years. You can look back at old images of ads for, you know, you want to be slender and thin for your man and here, take this tapeworm pill. Uh, but, you know, they, they come with a lot of health risks. So you really, I think, shouldn't deliberately swallow a tapeworm to lose weight. Uh, but when they reach maturity, the tapeworm eggs, when they develop into the larvae and then develop into the adult, they will absorb food from your intestine and that can can cause weight loss, but it can also cause diarrhoea and vomiting. So. <laughs> All those other things. But uh, the leeches and the, maggots and the maggots, if you're offered them, then maybe you should say yes. The insects and how they heal us uh, and how they sometimes hurt us. Eliza, thank you so much. <laughs> thank there you. you go, Dr Eliza Middleton with another Self-Improvement Wednesday. If you want to listen back to her lesson or share it with someone else, it's on our website, of course, abc.net.au slash Sydney and Self-Improvement Wednesday on medical entomology. Uh, next week, Dr Evangeline Manasaurus from the Nutrition and Food Sciences Department at the University of South Australia. That's Self-Improvement Wednesday next week. <laughs>